evening, no foes. How are we? Word. Yeah, mate, you? Not too bad, not too bad. Chickens be? I'm sure about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. So we don't need me to get you some biscuits, Brown? What are you oh, drinking there? That's not going to help matters. What is that? Uh, this is Fanta. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. Feeling a bit, I'm feeling a bit down. Leave me alone. Well, we spoke about dehydration and how the forms of how you can get dehydrated not so long ago. So you need to keep the yeah. fluids up, mate. I'm keeping fluids up. I just need a little bit of a pick me up tonight. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, keeping the fluids right. up. It's just keeping them inside me is what I'm struggling with. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Uh, hi, Reese. Hi, Les. Hi, Andy. Sean. Evening, James. gents. Evening, all. Evening, all. Evening, all. Oh, it's one of those one of those weeks. Hi, guys. Guys, yeah, big nice man. How you doing? Hi, Marcus. Marcus. Oh, end of a week, mate. What a week. Oh, yeah. And I'm not working tonight, so I can have a beer and talk even more bollocks after drinking very a few nice. of these. Mm. I say, looking very Sean. I am, yeah. The wife come at me with a, with the clippers from six o'clock. Nothing, couldn't do nothing about it, mate. Surprise attack. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's a good old girl. Done the, done the, done the business for me, so. Nice. I haven't quite let her uh, pro uh, progress onto the beard yet. Um, yeah, I had to shave. I had to shave this week, so I don't know if anyone noticed the last couple of weeks. I've I've been trying to grow it out a little bit. Um, I can't grow facial hair to save my life, and uh, yeah, I had to take it off because it was starting to get a bit itchy, and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I haven't let her quite uh, move onto the beard yet because obviously I can't cover that up. If that gets fucking, if that goes wrong, then yeah. you know we're all in a world of pain. But at least I can pop a cap on. So um, yeah, no, happy with that. Because I oh, can good. see the uh, the live view account. Literally, as I started talking about facial hair, we just lost two viewers. <laughs> there we go. Uh, hi, uh, Tim, Edward, Reese again, Barney, Gaz, Mike, Rachel. I can have a beer. And it picks up a call. like, mm, someone needs a tall <laughs> beer. It's... I've got the proper stuff downstairs, mate. This is podcast beer. If I drank what, up on my podcast, what I'd He's not allowed to drink. He's not allowed to drink other drink. stuff because otherwise it turns into another Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been at the gin again. No, they haven't. Oh, I was trying to. There was a, somebody posted a really nice little uh, link earlier on a video. See, look, um, that's one down already. I've only been telling what, three minutes? <laughs> <sighs> can't be a good beer with Margaret. It's like drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, anyway, so um, talking of water, so um, one of the hydration videos, um, someone put a link on it earlier. I can't find it now to show you, but um, someone had bought one of the hydration tube clips so uh, and sort of said, you know, it was sort ah. of courtesy of the episode. So, cool. I'm, I'm hoping that we're hoping. You're welcome. Sharing knowledge. It's all sharing and caring. And I wonder if I can get a couple of, of clips that will hold these bad boys in the old fast helmet. Well, that's just one of those beer helmets, isn't it? <laughs> No, we don't want any plastic Actually, ones. My brother's bought a uh, 3D a printer, practical one. so I have a chat with him. He might be able to do a little 3D printed like helmet. Well, the hydraulics as well, so yeah. <laughs> rather than the boom mic. Oh yeah, no, it was Andy. It strings a lager. Thanks, around. Andy, for that. Um, oh, there we go, Andy. Andy yes, the hydration clip. Mm. So. Hi, Simon. Oh. Lance drinks real beer and talks about his pouches. Let's, let's, yes, Lance does, guys. Thanks for that, mate. I know you backed me up. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that team switching rage, yeah. yeah. Know what's going on? <laughs> Any new purchases this week? Um, not for me, no. But a couple of bits turned up for the uh, for the Milson giveaway, which was great. The um, so the German infantry ground sheet turned up, 
uh, which I highly recommend. I've got one of them myself. Uh, so one of them has been ordered with a, after a, a kind financial donation by uh, one of our listeners. So we thank you very much for that. Um, and along with some nice heavy-duty tent pegs that we discussed. Um, you know, when we spoke about on the, on the shelter episode, with the pegs that usually come with a shelter are crap and just chuck them. So they're the nice heavy-duty T-bar handle type ones with the, with the threaded bottom, uh, threaded spike at the bottom. So you had to fight your way through rocking out with him so yeah they turned up as well i said another two things this kit's getting really good and i'm getting really jealous more more stuff arrives i'm just like it's not fair i must say that um from sort of talking about it and sort of seeing seeing it all i'm just trying to get grab the image because we can just talk about that quickly but seeing all the kit and stuff i'm I'm sort of thinking oh this is something i'd quite like now (laughs) yeah yeah well if you send me you send an email for me and i'll I'll send one in for you Uh, so that's that's the kit, guys. Um, so if anyone's interested, so that's uh, for those that don't know. Um, this is obviously our Milsim in a bag giveaway. Um, sort of, you know, if, if there's loads of stuff, I'm not going to go into it because we, we talk about it every episode. But this is basically the kit um, that we're sort of looking to give away, or, or near as I know. This, when we took the photo, we didn't have everything per se. But yeah. This is kind of a representation of everything that's going to be in this Milsim in a bag. Um, so it literally like, yeah. is a Milsim in a bag. Um, so. All good, yeah. There's like I said, there's a couple of bits in there that I've put in from my kit just to um explain that well, just to show that you will be getting everything in that kit, but it might not be that particular item in that kit, but it will be the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously those basher poles are mine, but you will be getting some basher poles, do you know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. So um yeah, it's a good kit, it's a good old kit. Yeah, so, um, I'm excited. If anybody wants to nominate, so obviously the idea of the giveaway is that um it's you know, it's sort of if anyone's out there is deserving We've all had a bit of a shit time recently, but obviously more people have had shit times than others. Or some people mm. have had shit times than others. So, um, you know, as the idea is, is that if you know anybody that could really just do with a pick me up, trying to spare a little of love, um, then uh, you know you can nominate them, and you can do that by sending us an email at nofochat at hotmail.com. Um, you can also contact us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, but for the sake, just for the sake of managing the competition, if you email. Um, That'd yeah, be that'd awesome. be Andy chaps. If you can just uh, email the email the show with your with your I'll, nomination um, to someone, I'll leave. The, I'll put the banner up again at the end of the episode. But, um, mm. Yeah, so that's that's the competition. Cool, so cool, cool. We're obviously talking tactics tonight. Team tactics. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Just quickly, I was going to show you what I bought. So um, I've got some little press patches uh, for an event that's coming up. That um, unfortunately <laughs> I can't make the whole event. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just wonder what the fuck that was in the corner of my screen, and it's the top of my beard. I was just like, oh. I was trying to figure out. I was like, what the fuck is that? This is why Lance is not allowed to drink. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, I've got, um, there's an event course. coming up that I can't make the whole event because I've got an NCT class um, where I'm learning about breastfeeding, apparently. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be putting some photos of that up. I wonder if they do like life drawing in that there as well. Who knows? I just, I'm just hoping that I get to. I'm just gonna, you know, don't want to make it weird by taking my top off as well. Like, I'm, I'm here with everybody else. <laughs> I, I have no expectations as to what this class is going to be like, so I genuinely don't know. But, What's uh, that film where um is it um it's Meet the Fockers, isn't it? Where the dad makes us has a silicon, yes. a silicon copy of his daughter's breast made so he can feed his grandchild. <laughs> From the breast, this is like fucking oh. weird, mate. Yeah, this is this is why I worry about being a parent, but it'll be fine. It's just completely weird, and out the whole class is like, yeah, I you know. two ain't coming back. 
Oh, right. So, uh, yeah. So we obviously did a part one of this um, sort of team tactics and bits and pieces. Um, we're going to try and sort of recap some of that a little bit and kind of delve into a little bit more detail with part two. Um, <laughs> Good on you, Gaz. <laughs> that's a bit weird, Gaz, because it makes it sound like you can't. You've tried it with me. Uh, you can't breastfeed, mate. I've tried it. Doesn't work. You know, what? So you think Gaz has had a suckle while you've been whilst you've been asleep? What stay, what goes on Wilson stays on Wilson. Well, that's it, yeah. That's it, yeah. You do anything you can, keep warm, don't you? Yeah. Uh, James, yeah, uh, we did a part one a little while ago. Um, you can watch them on YouTube or you can catch up on Facebook or like podcast streaming services and stuff like that. Yes. Um, or we could just sit here talking bollocks about breastfeeding. Yeah. No, let's, actually, let's get into the episode. So um, one that. of the I'm things sure. we want to talk about first is obviously the typical team roles. Um, we kind of loosely covered that last time. Um, so what I want to kind of delve into is how you uh what sort of different mindset you have <laughs> mindset um for there each event mindset Boom, is basically mindset. becoming a meme with this this podcast um but lance so you, I, you I'll, can... I'll get you to kick off with command so we've got like a command role um me. yeah i mean you got in the loosest sense i tried commanding once and it failed epically so i'm gonna, gonna throw that onto you You've got in in you know inverted commas. You've got the in the loosest sense of the word a command structure, a type, a team leader, um, and then from there you you know your two ICs or your e section commanders, whatever however you want to approach it. I mean it's completely down to you and your team. Um, so yeah, I mean I don't want to say dictate or anything. You 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 lay out a brief plan of of how you want like maybe perhaps the event to run or or a certain segment of that event which you're involved in to run um whether you've been given a specific task in i mean as a team leader then you're going to sort of choose uh your route route of march if you like to and from um rv routes along there rv points along the emergency rv if it all goes back shit and you've got to just fucking scatter at least you've got a point then to meet up with uh, sort of a a little bit later on we can sort of reorg reorganize and then sort of go back again if you can um but yeah i mean in a, in a commanding sense of the role you you're heavily reliant on your two ic's and that within, within a milsim event do you know what i mean i've got i mean my whole team the, all the guys at the punishers you know zula one three they're, they're all switched on all clued up do you know what i mean we like to dick around and and have a laugh but um when it comes to it you know everyone sort of knows what they're doing know what's sort of expected you know i mean there's only so many certain different tasks you can get at a milsim event but before they all start to think do you know what it's very similar to that one we've done previously do you remember when we've done this that and the other worked really well let's remember that you know when we're going out and that's basically it for, for from a command point from my point of view i mean obviously we take it seriously to an extent but it's not like um no i mean it's not <laughs> it's not real <laughs> but no, you, you don't you, you don't say that at the time yeah. at the time it is real do you know what i mean yeah, I mean, Gaz says, you know, command role was one of the most mentally intense roles. I mean, to be hmm. fair, it's we're obviously, let's just get to the point. We're obviously playing at being soldiers, effectively. You know, it, we, we're all fully aware that we're not soldiers. It is just airsoft. Um, but having a bit of a command structure in place helps actually, you know, you, you have a team captain when you play football. You, you have some sort of like... That's the best way to look at it, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, you know, you have a manager in a company. It's just basically going right. This is our team strategy, and then that person's effectively coordinating everyone to try and get to that strategy. That's that's all the role is. Hmm. Um, and obviously, so, yeah. again, from a command point of view, it's playing on people's strengths. Absolutely, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? And putting them in the roles they feel comfortable in. You know, well, I mean, yeah, I mean someone, exactly that. Someone, I mean, who's, so, someone who's brand new into the team sort of thing looks like right. You go in, you do this, that, and the other. No, just standing there thinking, not fucking hell, mate. That's completely. Huh? What? 
mm. you know, tidy them up with someone. So, and, and that's your role is, it, as a, as a, from my point of view, in this, of make sure everyone's having a good time. That's one of my, but ultimately, that is what I'm, I'm there to do with my guys. Is and likewise for them, really. You know, it's it's, it's a round robin. You know, everyone's there to make sure everyone has a wicked time. Um, sorry, yeah, so Simon's just saying, well, in command. It's always helpful when troops below uh, commit trust and have faith in the leader. The respect levels can make or break firefights. Yeah, mm. I mean, you know, there, there's obviously times where I've I've been to events where, uh, and this was a big event uh, up in Grimsby, um, where there mm. was just weird decisions coming down from like the command structure, um, which didn't make any sense. It was just, yeah, it didn't. It it was a good event, but the. Uh, some of the strategy was a little bit flaky. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can only go as far as I mean. Obviously, some some events organise it, whereas you know you, you've done a certain task. In I mean, for example, there was an event we went to um, a couple of years back, Mike, when we was holding that crossroads, and yeah. then we, we were in a perfect position. I mean, there was no, nothing could get through us. We had we had you know we had LMGs deployed, we had mortars sort of dug in, we had snipers off to the flank, um, we had like assault teams in the middle ready to push out when needed. And then all of a sudden it was like, we need you guys to come back. And it's just like, okay, what? We just took this. We just took all yeah. this ground. Help, we're holding it. Nothing's coming through. Uh, they've like two or three times they tried. Nothing's getting through this. I, said, I no, think no, that was asking. probably why we were called back, though, to be fair, is the fact that we no, were yeah, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, yeah you, you've effectively just like, paused the game from your position. Yeah. It's, like, it's just sort of, oh, fair enough. But then, sort of, like, you know, you back, out, you back out tactically and all that sort of thing. And, you know, good decisions, good teams, isn't it, at the end of the day? Things so like next that. role is obviously medic. Um, I mean, we, we, we covered that quite a lot last time. Um, I mean, the medic's key role, you know, is, is generally to... It depends on the style of gameplay because obviously some events you don't have like a designated medic. Um, mm. Some events, um, you know, that you have one person that effectively in your team can run around and heal. I'll um, tell you what, Mike. Sorry, um, cut you off there. I know it's um, that's frowned upon in the, in the NoFo fun. world. <laughs> I watched a video on YouTube the other day, and I will mention the name of the channel, and it's Military Kit Review. And uh, a gentleman in there does uh, um, all different types of kit, reviews it, you know, tell, black, black and white, tells tells, uh, tells you what he thinks of it, this, that, and the other. And uh, last few months, what he started doing is that airsofters and milsimers, particularly sending in them uh, sending them his loadout. His, his, he has taken like, ownership of their loadout, so they've sent it to him, and he's done a review of it on his channel. Now... One of his recent videos he'd done was uh, a Milson Medics kit that this guy had sent to him to review and sort of show it off at that. And, I mean, we've got a medic bag, but, I mean, this video I watched, this, I mean, even the even this guy, Smudger, who does the videos, was, was fucking blown away by this kit. If you haven't seen it, guys, go and have a look at it. It's a military kit, MKR, military kit review, and watch the Airsoft review video of this guy, of the most probably the most recent one, I think, on there. And it's a, it's a Milson team. It's the medic within their team, and this bloke's kit from the from the from his pack that he wears to the to the kit that he's got on him as a medic role is fucking unreal, unreal. It really is cool. So um, for buddy medics within a Milson team, I'll definitely go and check that out. But I'll tell you now, it weren't cheap to have the kit that he's got. So just be pre-warned. <laughs> is it like a full? Is it like a full medic? It's a f mate. It basically, he turned around the video and said, "I could just drop that into theatre, and the medic could run off with that." and be quite comfortable with it. He opened it up. It's mm. got everything. It's got a burns kit. It's got trauma kits. It's got all the rip-out bags with all the bells and whistles in it. Wicked, mate. Gleaming bits of kit. Really cool. And fair yeah, enough. I mean, is, is it over the top for an airsoft? Go on, sorry, mate. No, Rage has seen it as well. Yeah, it's a proper medic trauma bag laid out to ABCs. That's it, mate. Exactly, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, is it over the top for an airsoft event or, or meal sim event? I don't know. If you're if you're playing a if you're playing a medic, then I wouldn't say it was. I'd say you you take it on the roll. You know, it's it's that bit of reenactment. It's that bit of larping. It's that it's, it's it's you take it on the roll and you take it on seriously. Then I've got no freaking qualms with that at all. Fair play. You know what I mean? I know I there wicked. was a um. I did see a video a while ago about uh one of these. <clears throat> I think it was actually a training company. Um, were testing um sort of various things that when you were hit. You basically effectively had a series of sensors on it. I think I think it's like a proper medical, like you United States training army, you know, military training thing. Um, yeah. but they had various sensors on them, and then when they were hit, they effectively hit like a random button or something on them, and then it would come up with like a variety of things that were wrong with you, and then the medic had to come over and actually deal with all the various things uh happening. That's cool. Um quite a cool concept yeah but i mean so yeah obviously medics i think there is actually uh i need to i'll have to find the name but there is actually a, an airsofter that does just medic people uh they're like they're called like the airsoft medic and i don't think they even carry a gun most of the time i think they just literally run around the map healing people um so, yeah, i mean if, when it comes into a medic role i mean you, you can go as deep or as shallow into it as you want do you know what i mean you could you could you could whack a patch on your arm with a with a, with a medic crossing it do you know what i mean run a few bandages in your pocket for medicking guys back in or a couple of tourniquets, whatever the event requires you to apply to a casualty to get them back in the game or, you know, and you could go quite easy on that. You know, you can go quite light, you can do it quite cheap or you can go all out and neither of it's wrong. None of it's wrong. Is it Mike? really? You know, you can go as deep into it as you want or as shallow into it. You know, there's no, it depends on the game as well. I mean, like I I think that some meal sims, uh, you know, it's just a classic, you know, hold someone on the shoulder for 10 seconds. Some of them it's bandages. Mm, um, mm. I mean, you could get a day sack and put a whack a medic patch on it. I mean, you haven't necessarily got to have all the contents in there, but the fact that the guy's gone to that effort, I mean, he could well be a medic outside of this. Do you mm. know what I mean? He could be a, or anything like that. So, you know, that bag could well go with him in his car. You know what I mean? That could be some sort of laptop. It could be like an EDC type bug out bag, goes in his car with him. He's a trained medic or, you know, he's a very qualified medic and, and rightly so have that kit. Having said that, the other end of the spectrum, he might not be at all, but obviously he wants to take on the role, you know, full shebang. You know what I mean? Balls to the wall, and you know, I've got all the gear here. You know, he might have well looked up, looked it up, and sort of studied it, and you know, he's obviously put a lot of effort into it, regardless of being whether he's a qualified medic or not. So, you know, fair play to him, whoever, whoever this guy is who sent that kit in. It's I, I thought it was fucking brilliant. So, fair play to you. Octoate said there used to be a card system too that dealt with random wound types. I mean, that that would definitely make it more of an interesting role. Especially, mm. you know, if you are hit, if you've got some sort of random card thing that allocated you, it's been, you've got to be extracted or something like that. That would make, that would certainly make it more interesting. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, just a thought. Anyway, let's. That could be, yeah, that could be, sorry, yeah. Okay, go on. One last thing. No, I was going to say, like you said about the card system, it'd be quite cool if like each player had a, had four cards on them. Obviously, kept in a packet or pocket that they couldn't, but they just whip one out and when the medic's there and say, Right, this is what you know, and, and you don't know what's up with you, but obviously, the medic does, and you can just say, oh, fuck, you know, like leg severe leg trauma or, or, or whatever, you know, I mean, wound. I would definitely mess wounded. with those cards, and there'd be some really random, funny ones. Uh, <laughs> full cavity search. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, fine. Mercy, really fine. It's fine. Piles. Just turn around, it's like, What? What? <laughs> Come here, baby. Right, so, <laughs> moving on, recon roll. Um, so the recon roll generally tends to be, you know, typically, I, I would say with our games, it's whoever's got a ghillie suit for the most part. Um, would you yeah. disagree? No, nah, not really, mate. I mean, it depends. I mean, like I said, with our, in our team, I don't really like to pigeonhole people. In, in, like, Mike, you've carried out recon roll in LMG, Gunner. 
you know what I mean? Uh, Minzy's predominantly a sniper, DMR does a bit well, does a bit of everything, a bit of a Swiss Army knife, really. Old Min, so fair play to him. He does recon, Dan. Kenny, do you know what I mean? Anyone could do it. You know, me and Marcus, me and Marcus went out on recon roll at the Octo event and we crept up on a fucking hare. Oh, yes, we did. You ask him. I'm telling you now, walk up this pathway hare. Didn't even know we were there, mate. Turned around about three foot away from us. Could have had him for tea. Wallop. James C says you know. we're British, so it's, I, I don't know. I, oh, Rakey. He reads us Rakey. Oh, Rakey. How have you know we are Rakey? Yeah, Rakey. Ricky, Ricky patrols, Ricky platoon. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, Mike. That, well, that's the way you. That's the American, isn't it, Mike? Recon. Oh yeah, sorry. Flashlight and and uh, what was the bottles? Canteens. Canteens. Yeah. Canteens, flashlights, and recon. Because that's what they are. <laughs> Canteens, flashlights, and recon, motherfucker. <laughs> and collateral damage. But uh... <laughs> Ricky, um... torch, bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, Ricky Recon is um, it's 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 a cool little tasking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so he's like a little free man, Ricky Patrol, or something like that, or Recon Patrol. Um, you get sent out, you know, just get eyes on, or if you're if you're if you're fresh into the event, you've literally just got to your harbour area. It's like first thing, right? Sort of get a roaming patrol going, get a Recky Patrol out, see if we can find them, see where they're at, see what they're doing, numbers, this, that, and the other. Always great fun. Do you know what I mean? And mm. like, so, the way I do my events with my team, and that is that like, everyone gets a slice of the pie. So, everyone throughout the weekend would get a chance to do some recce patrolling, bits and bobs like that. So, don't be disgruntled if you haven't done it on the first day because you will get a chance to do it. But yeah, it is great fun. Do you know what I mean? It is great fun doing that. But you've got to be patient with it as well. And don't be disheartened if you didn't get to fire any shots because that's not really the idea of a recce patrol. It's, you know, it's, it's you're, you're wrecking an element of the game, wrecking the zone, people. GB is the best. West Side is the best. <laughs> Mark says, you know, yeah. Lance, first time I met you, we did a recon. We did, mate. That was great fun. We went down that dry oh, riverbed at APOC. Recon. Oh, we didn't do recon. We did recce. <laughs> I have you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that God. was good. Right, that okay, was probably so one of the on. first events I was on with Mark, actually. Um, we did that. Um, you know the coppice field to the left of our fob that we made? Yeah. yeah. Punisher pit. So right down the bottom of that coppice, there's a dry riverbed, which you can get eyes on over the field and stuff. Me and Mark was, you know, belt buckles all the way down through that. It was wicked. A couple of hours doing that. It was good fun. Enjoyed that. Cool. Yeah, okay, so we've done Command Medic Recon. Um, so obviously we've got then kind of uh, uh, rifles and LMGs. Um, so I'm kind of kind of put them in the sort of similar category. Um, mm. Obviously there's specialisms within the weapons generally um i mean i i tend to run as an lmg um mostly because i can't aim the toffee so you know i kind of go down the route of well if i fire enough bbs I'll you need to aim with an lmg though yeah well, exactly it's a suppression weapon it's fine. It, yeah <laughs> press it's do you think you must stop shouting suppress when you fire it <laughs> well you know it works it's like the, sh it's the short burst the short burst all right it's the long burst it's like suppress 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 <laughs> Stop it! For Christ's sake! <laughs> oh. I do. To be fair, I do love running an LMG, um, mostly because it's, right. it's got the high capacity. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's when you you're in that prime position. And so I say, I'd sometimes run with a, um, a ghillie hood as well, because uh, I do like the concept of just literally like basically acting as an outpost, hmm. sitting there waiting for the enemy to come up and then just hose them all down. It's great fun. Um, and, you, and you do that wrong very well, that. mate. Well, you proved that during the uh, the uh, the Falklands event, didn't you? Mm. Which was good. Uh, you, you know, you came into your own there, which was very, very good. Kudos to you yeah. for that. 
But yeah, I mean, rifles, LMGs and that, I mean, it's deploying them at the right time, using them in the right way. You know, you obviously don't want to send a 249 gunner straight in through the, <laughs> through the door of a building straight away. One, a lot of sites, you know, well, they don't let you sort, of, sort, of, sort of steer you to using semi inside buildings or if you're shooting into a building, use semi only. I mean, I think if you're shooting out of a building into open ground, you can use full auto. I don't know, you know, I'm not too sure, but you know, we certainly try and stay to semi all the time unless, um, unless it's a quick burst or something like that, perhaps, which is sort of rare, but um. But what's that event? We had to keep on. Kept, we had to keep on shouting. It's an LMG. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was yeah. So that was at Octo. Uh, that that Octo? Basically, there was. Um, <laughs> and, and, and this is not. This is not a, a criticism of the Octo event. But I think there was no, a no, no, not at all, not at all. With a, a couple of people being a little bit overshot. Um, so to sort of deal with that, because you know they they were kind of managing it as it developed. Um, mm. it was kind of you know kind of established that look we need to kind of do a little bit more semi-auto firing and stuff. But obviously LMGs. Our suppression oh, weapons. Yeah. It, was, it was acknowledged that you know if you've got an LMG, then it's an LMG. Um, but the problem was is that people were getting shot a few times and then shouting, you know, single fire, single fire. So then, if you had an LMG, we basically just shout back, "I'm an LMG," and it'd be like, so "Oh, sorry, it's just <laughs> LMG, 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 G, 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 They're all good fun, but all comedy moments. Do you know what I mean? During events, exactly. you know, things like it's things like that make it. Mike, LMG and Gilly Hood combo, I think we need to meet up and annoy some people. It really does, honestly, because there is nothing worse than being... It's a formidable It's a formidable uh, mixture to come up against. It really is. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Fucking terrifying when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I mean, the, the, the reason I bought the... the, the I mean, this is deviating slightly, but the reason I bought the, uh, the Gilly Hood was basically um, whenever you pop your head up, you know, obviously, that's the kind of thing that people see the most. So I thought, well, I'll get something that just covers like my upper body, so that you know I can mm. sort of just peer around bushes and stuff and get get that visibility. Because otherwise, I've just basically got my head down to the ground on the LMG, and then I just have to pop up and fire at the same time. So that's it. I mean, if you're in, and if you are in good enough cover with the rest of your body, I mean, the top half, the shroud sort of thing, if you like, it's um, it's a wicked bit of kit, and it packs down nice and small. Do you know what I mean? You can chuck it in the side pocket of a day. <laughs> Sorry, Mike's just said you boys are so mean. We were on the end of that. You yeah. were, to be fair. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> but like you stated in the previous episode, I have no friends, so yeah. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Marcus says LMG sniper. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, them them oh. hoods are wicked. Mm. Yeah, if if anyone's interested in the the ghillie stuff, um, we did a concealment episode a little while ago, so go back and have a check about. Um, mm. Mm. We'll probably do another sort of episode about. Oh, uh, I actually, talk to you about that after this. Okay. Not after that episode, but after about that concealment okay, type fine. thing. Don't know why I did that. Uh, I still got the breastfeeding on my brain. I keep doing this. <laughs> right, uh, last last role I wanted to just cover was like a specialist role. Um, so, for example, uh, you might have. Uh, uh, it depends on the event. Depends on the mill sim. But I mean, we've had an EOD role. We've had negotiators. We've had. Mm. Uh, like CIA informants. Um, I know uh, at the Octo game, referring to that one because it's just the most recent game we've been to. Um, there were, I think, two CIA operatives or sort of specialist operatives that were sort of in game. Um, right, yeah. You know, you, you sometimes get sort of people setting out um, IEDs or mines or something like that. So there's obviously that kind of role as well. Um, so you might find I'm aware my internet keeps cutting out sometimes. Um, you might get tasked with like a, a, a specialist role. Um, and as part of that, you might need to sort of act a little bit differently to the your, kind of your normal LMG. Um, so, mm. for example, like the medic, uh, I think one of the comments from Octo 8 was that the medic might become a BB magnet. Um, oh, definitely. You know, you 100%. Might need to treat You're trying to get someone back in. 
Yeah. Um, Edwards um, is saying, have you ever worn a full ghillie? I have, mate. Yeah, I did try it. I didn't get on with it. To be honest, but I think, to be honest with you, it was a crap ghillie suit I had. It was the... um. Oh, I can't even say what material it is. It's, it, it, it was almost like bits of, of wool, <laughs> knitted, knitted wool, just hang, and, and every single twig and bramble and leaf and fucking anything that was on the floor. I come out. I mean, the ghillie suit looked better when I come out than it did when I went in because I had all natural shit. I was covered in it. I mean, it was like just the the forest just threw everything at me like a velcro wall. I was like, yes, look at this ghillie suit. You couldn't get any more realistic. I'm fucking fabulous. Look at me. <laughs> But you try and walk around that quietly, you get snagged on a bramble, you end up bringing about an acre of bramble and that with you. It's just like, oh, no, this is a ball. It's the thorns. That was the one I found the worst, was the fact oh, that you mate. just like, you just randomly running, and then all of a sudden you need to get something out and you just stab yourself by the thorns. Twigs, that like, 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 twigs that I didn't even know were there. There was, there was a twig there, and I'll, I'll try and be trying to lay down and take a shot. And, I'd, and this twig would just be like, <sighs> I'm like, <laughs> trying to bite it, like, get off me. Right, you sure it wasn't a cardigan. Me <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> old smoking jacket. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, so we're going to talk a little bit about tactics as well. Um, so very loosely, this, this, I give any yeah, secrets. This, this is, well, yeah, uh, this, this is secrets. obviously where um, I would say Milsim differs from skirmishes a little bit. So for me, skirmishes are like herding cats. Um, I want to very I much patch that on it. Herding cats. That, actually, that might have you. to be one of our patch. I'll make a note of that. Um, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I've so, got my notebook with me tonight. I'll write it down if you want. Yeah, you write that one down. We'll, we'll deal with that as we come up with a patch for that. <laughs> and it's not camouflage um, or green. You can see it on the green screen. <laughs> no, I've actually got a fucking notebook. Marvellous. <laughs> so obviously, you know, um, there are, I would say, Milsim's a little bit more tactically minded. And obviously, you know, the, the best reference points for that are the army themselves. Um, I just wanted to show a couple of little books that I brought as a little bit of show and tell that I've been reading um, over the last year. Uh, I bought these actually at Christmas uh, year before last. Um, so I got Contact, which is a tactical manual for post-collapse survival. So that's kind of more of an, like a plop, a, an apocalyptic kind of like tactical a, manual. A plopper. Apocalyptic. Plopper. Um, you need, I bet you needed then, that tonight, didn't you? <laughs> uh, and then this is a tactical manual for small unit tactics as well. Um, I highly recommend that one. That's quite good. If you've got like a little team, you're sort of trying to... <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, blimey. What section was um, I paid? <laughs> um, you've completely thrown me now. Yeah, sorry. I thought I might. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so obviously, you know, there, there's a variety of things. So and one of the ones I want to talk about, or a couple of the ones I want to talk about, um, well, extended lines. So, Lance, what I'll do is I'll run through the things. You give me a little bit of a description, and then we can just briefly talk about sort of an example of where this has worked really well. Um, so extended yeah. lines, go. Uh, extended lines. So uh, obviously uh, patrol through a open, much like the wooden behind me, extended line, um, panning out two fire sections, uh, two fire teams on each side, you know, Charlie Deltas, whatever it is. You spread out each section uh, and, and and basically a, a nice steady motion through the uh, uh, through the wood block, if you like, or wherever it is you're crossing, predominantly wood block or advancement to battle or whatever it is you're going to be doing. Um I'm, I'm talking from a Milson point of view. I'm not talking from military experience. It's just things that have worked for us <laughs> at an event, which is yeah. nine times out of ten been inside woodland and extended line has worked very, very well. Um, and you've basically pressed through that wood block and you've cleared it 
you obviously you're checking your arcs. Um, you're in your you're in your fire team. So if you do come under contact, you can drop. You can automatically cover, and then you can keep pushing forward. You know, your Charlie can cover while Delta's pushing forward. Boom, 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 all the way through pepper potting or bounding, whatever you want to call it. Um, and and a, a great example of that was, I believe, was the Vietnam event we did it, or was it the previous NATO Taliban? I know we cleared the wood block just after the stockade through the fuel dump down towards the village, and we literally extended line and we all the way through. And it was just like, yeah, perfect. And it's it, obviously a section commander, if you like, or a couple of team leaders will be in the middle, just checking the line, making sure no one's, you know, because what you can tend to get is the flanks start to hook around uh, bullhorns, you know, which is all well and good, yeah. but not when you're an extended line. You want to keep them, keep them nice and straight. It's just, you know, keeping the comms going, making sure everyone's staying nice and straight, checking their arcs. So, yeah, extended line through a uh, woodland area that's been really good for us. Yeah, and it's worked. It's a really good counter time. sniper tactic as well, we found. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because you can you rush them, then, a, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can get reasonable enough spacing as well um, that, you know, potentially... Say 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 the the sniper takes out one of the one of your teammates to your right or your left or whatever like that. You've already got a rough position as to where they might be, and at that point you can call in your flanks and you can effectively encircle them. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's worked quite well, and we've had sort of a bit of success with that in the past. Never lay still um, with a sniper. Yeah. Rush it. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> if your man drops next to you, you bound just bound forward. Get within that med. <laughs> For him starts twitching out this pistol, then you get Mike up the LMG. Then, <laughs> yeah, you're down. Yeah. Just go for it. We... Just shooting every bush. Name. Well, that's what we've done on that skirmish day, wouldn't it, Mike? Um, yeah. we've done it for your birthday before I had to go home before you got everyone killed in the afternoon. Do you remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get everyone killed, I wasn't there. <laughs> but that we, we got contacted from we was we was to the uh, if you're looking front of stockade to the right, we was in the wood block there and we got contacted from the back. So we we about turned, we left half a section keeping an eye on the road, going up, leading up to Stockade, and probably five or six of us went to the back of the woodblock um, to engage a sniper, which turned out to be free, um, using that exact tactic, pushing forward, you know, eating up the ground to enforcing them to change to secondaries. And then obviously in the end, you know, overwhelming force and firepower sort of won the day, you know. Not taking nothing, not taking anything away from snipers because they are sneaky bastards. And I can't stand it when, you, when you're patrolling, you hear this... And you think, fuck it, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not a sniper, <laughs> anything but that. <laughs> I hate snipers, um, sneaky. <laughs> just just interrupting James. What I'll do is I'll put um I'll, I'll talk about these more at the end. Um just just to cover that. So I won't forget. Uh right, uh, uh we've already kind of discussed pepper potting a little bit. America. What about Mercury free? Mercury. <laughs> Um, static static defense with outposts. So one of the biggest things that I find whenever you do um, a defensive position, so uh, uh, this happens all the time, is um, say you've got like a little fortress kind of area or like a little kind of compound that you're defending. Everyone stays in the compound. Send, send at least a couple people out in the bushes, you know, maybe like 10, 20 meters out because you get a... So much more information. If you've got comms and stuff set up, you can get a lot more kind of forewarning as to where people are going. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And you know, you can have them kind of bedded down. They don't have to be necessarily fighting off on their own, uh, an advancing horde per se. Um, but just having that extra bit of information kind of gives you an idea. If someone's trying to outflank you, you can just kind of spot a little bit more information coming. Mm. And especially um, like, for example, if we like, say we've taken the, the, 
uh, I, I refer to apocalypse. Obviously, we've done a fair few milsims there, but obviously the stockade, you know, it's an open bit of ground, but then it is surrounded by wood blocks on all four sides. Do you know what I mean? There's no getting around that. Mm. So, from 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 a, a, a Sanger point of view, from the, from that position, you can only see 15 meters to the wood line, and then probably another four or five meters into it in the height of summer or spring when you've got all the greeneries back up. So to have a standing patrol, 15 20 meters inside that wood block. Uh, doing a 360 patrol all around your perimeter, giving you that extra bit of visibility just to give you the nod to say, look, you've got this coming up, you've got that coming up, or whatever it is, reporting anything back, then you know, it's only going to make it better for you because it's, it's, mm. you are against a wall of green and there's only so far you can see. You know, so definitely the standing patrol is definitely something to consider. And obviously, good, it's good practice as well for you, for you and your team. If you, if you go to ground or you go hard at a location, Having you know all round defence, and but then getting that small patrol, even if it's an eight man team, you get a couple of guys out there a little bit further out, just um just on the perimeter. Then yeah, it's, it's only going to help. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I, I don't know if this is technically cheating. Um, Steady, Mike. Because it's not. Well, it's not. It's not very sportsman like. Um, <laughs> but one of the tactics I find that works really well is just sticking to the edge of the game zone. Um, so if you're if you're trying to like basically maneuver across the map, if you if you stick to the edge outside of the game zone, you've only got to look one way because you know they're going to be over there somewhere. <laughs> it's a so, tactical advantage, mate. Absolutely. If you can exactly. get your back to the wall, no one's going to be coming behind you, are they? No, no. And that's that's one of the things I know with um, <laughs> Take that using APOC <laughs> as an example. <laughs> using APOC as, as an example, um, the game zones kind of kind of bounded um a few sides by quite like a, a, a just like a little low fence whatever like there is a path that runs all the way around um so if you're just on that path then you know that the enemy's either ahead of you or to your left generally um because they're not going to be where you've necessarily come from mm. um it's much like my brother brother-in-law on call of duty uh, I, I remember when i first started playing with him online he's like yeah let's have a game i was like oh wicked yeah ex-army's gonna all the tactics we do the stay at the edge of the map yeah, he jumps in a fucking transit van, drives to the edge of the map. Wait, let's everyone else kill themselves. I'm sitting in the passenger seat, thinking like, what, what are we gonna do? You shoot anyone? Like, they'll just wait here. Then they will fight. They will fight. And then we'll we'll, we'll drive down a little bit further. When the when the circle gets smaller, we go a little, little bit. Really? Is this what you do? Really? Like, he said, "Yeah, I've won a I've game that. almost. I've won a game without killing anyone before." <laughs> so so the um, yeah. So uh, PUBG is obviously. Um, I don't know if it's as popular now. I I, I don't tend to keep up with the latest. Uh, Xbox games or whatever, but um, I know on PUBG, the first ever game of PUBG I played, uh, I think I came like in the top three because basically just hid at the back and just waited for the circle to get smaller. I was like, oh, look, I've survived this log. I don't even Makes have a gun. <laughs> Makes perfect. It's like me trying to play Fortnite with my daughter. She's just like a, a legend master at it. She's like, build, yeah. she could build like a skyscraper in 30 seconds. I was like, yeah, look at me. I made a box and safe. Yes. She's just like, uh, Andy really? says, as long as you don't go out. <laughs> Uh, you're still in the game, so ain't cheating. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I, I, I'm not. I'm not in any way advocating leaving the game zone and actually cheating. Um, no, 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 no. And that's not the cheating. You're inside the game zone. It's, it's, you've it's got not really you. within the kind of spirit of the game, I guess. Um, I beg to differ, mate. Really, be honest with you. You know, especially if you've got to get yeah. to target or anything like that, you want to get the quickest way to target. Especially if you're doing it, if you've got to get into a position quickly, and you know that that route's, you know. You, you haven't got to worry about your right-hand side because you're, you're, you're hugging the, the boundary fence to get somewhere, then I can't see a problem with that. I mean, that'd be down to the enemy yeah. to make sure that's secure. Exactly. I mean, Ray, Ray said the flip side to that is, though, that if you you only have one way to retreat, uh, Andy said similar thing. You know, you've, you've got nowhere to run if you're spotted. 
Mm, mm, um, yeah. Edward makes another good point. Actually, you sometimes silhouette yourself though, so it's normally an open field outside the game. One, yeah. I mean that's that's the other thing. Um, so it's, it's something to bear in mind. I mean, again, I'm I'm using APOC as like a reference site because um, I know a lot of the guys in the chat have been there. Um, but you won't know. Kind of people are going to say, "I've never been there." <laughs> 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 no, I haven't. Oh. I haven't. <laughs> No, but okay, it's it's predominantly yeah. wooded block, but then we're we're quite lucky that there is a few open spaces. There's there are yeah, some yeah. wide pathways. Obviously, the land he runs up down there, you know, quite comfortably. So, um, you know, it's, you've got the best of both worlds. They're not massive open spaces, of course, but um, yeah, it, 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 a lucky site to play. That is a good site. Yeah. There we go. Andy said he's been there once. That'll do. That's fine. Hey, there, right, there he is. Go on, son. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> rotations. I was going to talk about a little bit about rotations. So like, this is more like team management, really. Um, yeah. So I'll let you talk about this, Lance, because you're obviously um, it's kind rotations. of like a commandy kind of thing. But yeah. So obviously, like rotations in the sense of like your, your taskings throughout a day, or yeah. So or... you've actually got a proper structure rather than just let's all go now and uh, right, let's all yeah yeah. Things. I mean, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I got. I must admit, it was from my first. Uh, first Legion event uh, when I saw how they how they planned their um, a stag list, guys. That's it, absolutely, mate. Pretty much, um, but on, on a sort of like a broad, more broader scale, like for for like an like an event stag list, if you like. So when on my first Legion event, when I saw how they planned it out and sort of allocated each call sign, um, the different rotations that they'd be doing throughout the weekend uh, at a different time slot, um, I thought that's a really good way of, of managing people. And and not only that, is it's giving. Uh, multiple teams uh, an equal slice of the pie in the action. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, for example, we've got an event coming up, uh, Apocalypse in June, um, and I've done a sort of stag rotation for that for the for the event, um, where there's potentially going to be four sections or four platoon sort of size sections, if you like, depending on the numbers. And we've got I always try and stick to four generic um, taskings, if you like, throughout that event. That would be uh, QRF, uh, base defense, or stag. Um, a combat patrol and then a, a specific mission tasking. If there is a mission going on at, at that time, then the the call sign that's been allocated that will be doing that tasking, um, and that obviously will change throughout the event. So I've put them down as two hour rotations. So you've got teams A, B, C, and D. Team A's QRF. Teams B's um, uh, base defense or stag. You know, team C's combat patrol and team D are doing uh, the mission tasking. And then obviously two hours later. All them four roles then change, and all the call signs get a new task in, and so on and so forth, all the way through until you get to the end of the four, and it resets. Do you know what I mean? And it's a nice, easy way, and everyone's happy with it because they can look at it and say, "Right, well, I'm doing it then, and I'm doing that then, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. Oh, I'm doing that, that, that." And it, it, there's no argument then because it's all it's all completely equal. You can't argue it. It's it's a, it's a simple, it's a really simple way of managing a lot of people and giving everyone, whether they're very very experienced or very very new. Um, an equal slice of the action and, and getting out and doing all the fun stuff. And I'm not going to say being on stag isn't fun because uh, the way I try and work it is that you're or you're on stag, but you're also getting a bit of rest at the same time. So think of it as your downtime. You know what I mean? You might have a 10-man section with five points to protect within a harbour area or a fob, but you, you, don't, you don't need two guys at every single one of them points. So five men could be there for an hour on lookout, on watch or whatever. The other five could be... Get the res down for half hour, getting a bit of food, get a bit of get a, get a bit of grub on for the guys on watch or whatnot like that. Then you can switch it out. Do you know what I mean? The other five can go back, go up, and then the other five can come down. It's that's the way you work it. You know, and that's, that's Mark's why I try made quite a good point. Which is it's fine as long as everyone sticks to it. Yes, yeah, so, I mean one of the events yeah. that um, I was at with one of the Legion um events, 
again, this wasn't a Legion problem. This was just one of the teams that were following us uh, onto from stag duty. Uh, they'd all gone to bed. Um, so we'd been standing there at like three in the morning doing two hours of stag, doing rotations of sort of sleep patterns and the like. And I'm then having to go and wake up the team to be like, right, you guys are on stag. Because mm. we didn't want to just abandon our posts. We were waiting to be relieved. Um, so we actually ended up doing, I think, two and a half hours of it, just waiting for the other team to come, come out from guess, their bunk. Gaz might be able to correct me here. Is it an hour before sunrise and an hour after sunset, Gaz? For the stag in the forces? I think it's something like that. Hour before and an hour after. Hour on, hour off. Sunrise, sunset, blah, blah, blah. Something like that. <laughs> but it's a fair... That's the, that, that rotation chart that, obviously, I've completely completely stolen that from, from Mike and, 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 his, um, and his staff at Legion. Because it's a wicked idea, and it's a, it's such a fucking simple method of of, of managing an event or a a particular uh, uh, op four or or a blue four, and getting everyone out and getting and so there's some structure there. The only one I did cock up once, and I, I hold my hands up to that, was I put times on the taskings, so I I expected the event to run like fucking to the minute, and I put right from fourteen hundred to sixteen hundred. This section is going to be doing that <clears throat> from sixteen oh five to seventy to eighteen oh five. This section is going to be doing that. That completely went out the window. So. All I do now is I, I just literally do it as two-hour slots or three-hour slots, wherever we want to work it. But that works better because, obviously, some taskings can overrun. Um, some can be really quick. You know, a, a section can get wiped out and come back in, and you might have to send out the section that's come back in. You might have to send the QRF out to take their spot for the half an hour that they've re to they respawn, then bring the QRF in, send them back out. So all these little, all these things can happen, but it's, it all doesn't make it good fun. It's a structure, isn't it? It's, it's, not, it is, it's yeah. not like a static. As long as there's some structure there. You know, it's not like the bells, the whistle's going to go. You're all at your arbor or fob, and like your, your CO or whoever's leading the blue, blue four opfors, and say, right, okay, they're over there. Go and find them. Go to do what you want. I'll see you Sunday. Just mid fight, it's like, oh, time's up. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, lads. Got to go. Thanks all the best. Yeah, Mike. I, I was running around shouting stand to. Didn't work. When you got a load of guys asleep, I think I got a few F's and F and Jeff in. So uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So another another little tactic. Um, that I, again, I mean, I'm not an expert in this. This is just what I found. When you're defending somewhere, please, please just establish where your 12 o'clock is. Because the number of times that I've been yeah. like in a yeah. circle and I've got four guys at different points of the clock shouting, Yeah, they're on my 12. I don't know Does which it, way you're looking, mate. The your clock the ray tree. method. You must, you must yeah. establish your clock ray uh, for, 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 for PID and the targets or whatnot. You know what I mean? You know, you yeah. can call that it any, takes any, one any person to that. go, That's 12. Work from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That feature there, guys, that falling tree, which looks like a V-shape, that is our 12 o'clock from this point. From my point here, everyone's got eyes on you. Everybody knows that is our 12 o'clock. So you can then clock ray method all the way around you. Then happy days, you've got your 12, 6, mm. 9 to 3, blah, 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 all the way around. You haven't got to say 9.45 or anything like that. <laughs> Quarter 7. <laughs> Keep it simple. 1800. Wait, now I'll go back and What? <laughs> I mean, a good example of this one is uh, back when Bush Valley Airsoft was at an event. Um, I went down there to a skirmish day, um, and it was literally a load of random people that we were with. I think I think actually I went down on my own because I was just needed to get out for the day. Um, and we were there. We were defending this little stockade. I think there was ten of us. Um, so you got a mix of like rentals and, and the like. And we held that that little base for like two hours purely by going. 
you know, that's the 12 o'clock. And then everyone in their position knew exactly what time code they were. And they were calling it out because communication is, is a massive thing. We, we didn't have radios between any of us. Mm. Um, and, but and, just by... well, oh, and on that topic, Mike, as well, is when you start taking fire and it, it, it's effective, it's, you know, it's, it, it's you know, they're sparking around the, the barricade or whatever the saying you're in, you're getting hits coming in from that. You don't have to be quiet anymore because mm. the amount of times I'm, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen it where you'll be at a fob or you'll be, at a, you'll be at a POB or something like that, and you'll be getting, you'll be taking rounds in or something like that, and somebody go, they're over there. I'm like, what the fuck are you shouting? They know you're here because they're shooting you, <laughs> so you can shout, be really loud and aggressive. Yeah. You can say NMA twelve o'clock in the tree line. <laughs> Don't go. They're over in the trees. I can see them. They're shooting at me. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> It's the one. It's the one that does hand signals. I've, I've, I had an event where we were literally, you know, it had Must gone work loud. On them. It just had gone loud. Because I'm not very good. And someone's them. like, I, "I don't know what you're saying, mate. Just tell me. Tell me what you want to com- like convey." Because I got no idea what you're talking about. Hey, Macarena. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene on Naked Gun. Have you seen that where um, Leslie Nielsen's the the uh, the umpire at the baseball game and he's doing all this with the nose? Yes. Picking the cat when you're away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Mark, Mark makes a good point. The, the number of times that you hear it's over by the tree. Oh, yeah. okay, cool, thanks for that. This is a tree uh, with the green leaf. <laughs> so, yeah, Andy makes a point here. So, shouldn't 12 o'clock work from the team leader's point of view? Uh, that the way that we do it, 12 o'clock is always the direction of the commander, means you never have to decide, it's always set. That's fine. Unless, so in in some sort of static defence positions and stuff like that, it's not always clear where that where that person is. Yeah, um, I mean, so, it's a fair point. I mean, from my point of view, I always I always base it on a prominent feature. Um, for example, if you're in a if you're in a actual purpose built patrol base or a fob or whatever event you go to, and there is a front gate to that area that you're in, nine times out of ten, you'll say that front gate is twelve o'clock because that is a nice prominent feature that everyone's going to know. Right, we're coming the front gate. That's the twelve o'clock. I'm at the six. I'm at three. I'm at nine. Do you know what I mean? So listen, I usually pick a feature um, within the game zone that everyone's had got eyes on, or everyone is is fully aware of where that location is. You know, it could be anything. You know, regardless of we you know the situation you're in, but a prominent feature. It could be a blue barrel on the corner of that tree line over there. That is our twelve o'clock. Everyone know where that blue barrel is. That I'm talking about. Yep, that's our twelve o'clock. Right, Sam, that'd be those. Sorry, Ed's just said, what about centre of gravity? Just use the largest lad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12 o'clock I'm tw- all the time. I, I'm 12 o'clock. No, I'm 12 o'clock, and so is my wife. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be, Andy said you should know where your team leader is. Well, this this is the thing. I mean, when, when stuff starts going a little bit haywire. Um, another, another thing that's quite helpful is actually, uh, I do this because I'm a little bit dyslexic. Um if I, I've always got a sharpie on me, so if I've got like a barrier in front of me, I actually write on the thing in front of me, approximate like angles of fire. So I know that, right, that's my nine o'clock, that's eight, that's seven. Radio codes. Yeah, that's ten. <laughs> no, I don't write everything, but just, 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 just right in front of me, just so I can, if I see someone, I just have to look down and I know exactly, I don't have to think mm. about it. Um, yeah, I find that quite helpful, but so that's just my weird brain, so. Yeah, but if it works for you, mate, it works for you. Do you know what I mean? It's not at the end of the day. It's it's, yeah. it's fucking millsim and airsoft, isn't it? Do you know what I mean, you know, like some some of the things we describe, and that. I mean, obviously, we have got some previously serving guys in the chat there. You know, it's complete. It's, it's probably complete fucking nonsense compared to what those guys used 
would, oh, yeah. would have been yeah, yeah. taught this, this or done. Is, this is a game. But it, it's it, just playing it, it, it works for us in yeah. our little team. <laughs> One thing I do need to get better at. quirky little ways. <laughs> if someone could tell me how I could improve on this, I have no concept of distance. Someone goes, "Are oh, they're 50 meters out somewhere in that direction?" They just don't know. There's somewhere over there. I'm probably yeah. going to hit them. <laughs> and I, I've tried this before. So I, I, I've tried to gauge. Um, uh, I think it was some film I watched. Basically, they said, you know, measure it in terms of things that you know. So if someone says, "Oh, how far is that?" Oh, it's the length of a football field. I think it was like an American film. Um, so I try and use things that I know, but I am just rubbish at gauging stuff, which is terrible because my career is, a, I'm a civil engineer by profession. So I really should have a rough idea of how far, like, length. You're not, and stuff, I, like I think so, mate. Yeah. I do struggle a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, so. Me, me um, earbud out there. Sorry about that. That's right. Yeah. So Gaz says football pitches are 100 meters. Um, I have to make a note of my struggle there. I just, I just struggle with um, kind of identifying things like that. So. Struggles, distance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're 200 meters out, Mike. Mike, they're literally five meters away. <laughs> oh, they're behind you, Mike. Oh, yeah, that's the 200 meters behind me. <laughs> it's when oh. someone gets the clock ray method wrong and they go, they're at six, three, nine, twelve. Oh, fuck. There, there, look where I'm shooting. Watch that's my what tracer. I, mean, that's why I write it down because it, it does genuinely just save that little bit of mental, mental ability. Yeah. Um, Right, so one thing uh, I'm gonna th I'm gonna steer away from like the tactical side of things. We're gonna talk about um sort of, uh, talk about so team organization. Um, so team politics. This is this is obviously an interesting dynamic because obviously you've got a group of people who, you know, they don't have to be there. Everyone's a volunteer. Uh, everyone's effectively a volunteer in the team. You know, no one no one's having to be in your team. Militia. How yeah. How do I mean? Obviously, you get egos, you get um, different backgrounds, different cultures. Lance, how do you find? I'm going to just use this as like an interview question now. Like, how do you find managing a team? Uh, how do I find managing our team? Yeah. Uh, absolute piece of piss because there's no egos or anything in it, and that's one of the remits of being in the team is that you're not egotistical and you're not out for just yourself and that and it's all about having a good crack and you know meeting some new pals and having a laugh and you know looking at looking out for each other so there's never i've never come across one incident apart from tony at the vietnam event regarding people's kit where um there's one upmanship in there but rightly so to tony because he's got a, a ridiculously a large amount of original vietnam kit and he knows his onions when it comes to the vietnam era and that and i'm rightly so to him and it you know it, he was doing it all in jest and it was a great laugh you know so <sighs> I mean, politics in our team, there isn't any, is there? No, I wouldn't and I'm, have said And I'm being completely genuine with that. All the yeah. chat, our WhatsApp groups, and whenever we meet up at a site, <laughs> you fuck right off. <laughs> and this is, a perfect, this is a perfect <laughs> example of our team banter and that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a dick. I hate him. I love him, but I hate him at the same time. Um, so, uh, Dom, yeah, mate, Dom's I mean, a member of our team, uh, and he said everyone was really welcoming. Help me out. So, yeah, I have I'm a Dom. really embarrassing. I'm gonna I'm gonna share an embarrassing story with Dom. Um, so, I'm terrible with names, and I, I genuinely really try with names. And Dom, bless him, we bumped into each other at the War and Peace show, and I completely blanked as to what his name because I think it was like the second time I met you, Dom. And and uh, 
so I was introducing her. I was like, oh, this is my girlfriend at the time, uh, Anna and uh, my brother and stuff. And this is, I want to say Dan. <laughs> I felt terrible. I felt terrible. Now, Dom is such a nice guy. And, mate, I, I will quite happily spend as much time with you as I can because it's, it's awesome. But I'm so sorry. I'm terrible with names. And it was awful. But, yeah. Well, maybe instead of um, shouting out so when he says everyone was really it. welcoming, everyone was really welcoming except for me who got his name wrong. Mike. So, sorry, except for Mike, who's an arsehole who didn't know my name. <laughs> <laughs> what a bastard. Oh, mate. I genuinely well, time, I felt next... awful for the rest of the day. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to apologize. And I made I made a real effort for the next meal team. I don't know if he picked up on it. Every time I saw him, I was like, all right, Dom, how's it going? Nice one, Dom. Nice. Cheers, Dom. Dom, you're the best. Dom, Dom. <laughs> next time we're out, mate, you're LMG. Instead of shouting LMG when you fire it now. That's it, mate. Keep the fluids going in. Oh. Yeah, still working yeah. on it. Keep them, keep them it's fluids. All it's all good. We're, we're powering through. Um, okay, okay. So obviously, team team politics aren't really a major thing. How how do we organise events? So I mean, it could be for other teams. We don't know. Do yeah, we? yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm. Perhaps we should run a poll. Yeah, if it, I tell you what, if anyone's got any problems in their team, pop us a thing in the chat and we can talk about yeah. that. <laughs> in the meantime, you take care of yourselves and each yeah. other. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of uh, organising team events and stuff, obviously organisation uh, is a bit manic at the best of times. Um, a good That's example cool. is at the moment. So, we have uh, we we sort of got a few events that we're going to try and reach out to. I think we're trying to sort of plan a, a team calendar. Um, I've been really remiss in my duty. And no nudie pictures. The graphic together. But it will um, be a calendar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not that sort of calendar. I just meant like an events calendar. There may be boobs. Um, <laughs> Who want? <laughs> boobs could be there. <laughs> we can't, we can't make jokes about that anymore, Lance. Why not? Can't make jokes about that anymore. What about boobs? Change. Yeah. Why can't we talk about boobs? I love boobs. <laughs> <laughs> boobs are the best. <laughs> Uh, Andy, Bob, uh, if you're a good team and good friends, there shouldn't be any politics. That's why our group has loads. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, in our team, uh, we have different views on a lot of things, but when it comes to games, we put that aside and work together. Yeah, I mean, that's the main thing is that you, you just pull together at the end of the day. You mm. know, it doesn't really matter if you decide, you, you can argue about which way you want to go left or right as long as you make a decision. <laughs> oh, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right anyway organizing team events so um, oh, oh i need a drink after that oh yeah <laughs> so one of the uh, one of the things that we do struggle with is <laughs> you struggle with talking oh he's back know, Hello? <laughs> we um we do struggle with some uh booking events and sort of like team management for yeah, attendance yeah. like so for, as a recent example there's obviously the the milsim that you're planning in june yes mate um, where I think three of our team are on NATO, the rest are currently on the Taliban, <laughs> or not four, or whatever it is. I, I, I've got um, to admit, I must admit, I mean, it's the first Milson back since after lock, the year of lockdown and all that business. And um, this event's not till June 11th, 12th, and 13th. And I didn't expect it to be to fill up as quick as it did. And yesterday, I spent from lunchtime till seven o'clock in the evening on chat groups and phone calls and emails and any other platform for getting in touch with another person i was on it sorting things out and making sure people have <laughs> put where they're supposed to be put and you know the nato filled up within 
an hour yesterday. I mean, there was about five or six guys in there from previous days, but it just went, and then it was like, oh, I'm going to book on. I was like, whoa, hello. So, yeah, that's happened. And then, obviously, the um, the op, the uh, op four side is um, steadily progressing. That's right up there. Do you know what I mean? That's 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 got big numbers in it now. Um, but, however, however, there may be the potential to open a few places on the blue four side, depending on the numbers of the op four. So all you what for guys out there that are interested, jump on Facebook, look up Apocalypse Airsoft, and um, there'll be details in there of how to get involved with the event. And then, you, yeah, it'll go on from there, basically. So if you are interested, look up Apocalypse Airsoft on uh, Facebook, and the uh, details for the event will be uh, will be on their page. It's the June the 11th, 12th, and 13th. So it'll be Friday morning, game kickoff, usually around sort of like half eight, nine-ish, by the time briefings and chrono in and social distancing and all that nonsense has been dealt with. And then um, it, the index is planned for 3 p.m. on the Sunday. So, yeah, all, all details, Andy, are on the Apocalypse Airsoft page on Facebook. So, yeah, go and have a look, mate, um, and uh, see if it interests you. So, Gaz says you can have a PM, PMC section. Yeah. I don't think there is one. I don't not, think there is one event, in this game mate. at the moment. It's um, it's the first one back, bud. So it's a, it's a blue four op four sort of event. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, sort of NATO forces against the old Talibs, and uh, with bits and bobs going on in between. So um, but having said that, what you've said there, Gaz, will lead on to something in the not too distant future, mate. So yeah, just bear bear what you've just said to me in mind for uh, a future event. <laughs> Don't be nice. Uh, Edward asks, so slight <laughs> deviance here. Question for Lance. How would you break a team of regular skirmishers into a full meal sim game? How would you break a team of regular skirmishers into a full meal sim game? Um I would say battle sim. I'd take yeah, I'd definitely, I'd def yeah, I'd definitely go on a battle sim because obviously you've only got from a kit point of view, you're gonna to have to worry about stuff for the day. So obviously just a day sack and all your basic bits and bobs you can get away with not having rations and cook jet boils and bits and you know what I mean. I mean, Christ, you could take a flask in your pack if you wanted to, with a not coffee in it or whatever you wanted to do. Um moving on from that, if you were if they were going from skirmish straight to mill sim, like a like a like a twenty-four hour event or a, or a forty-eight hour event, I'd I'd certainly make sure that there was at least two or three guys that had previously done mill sim to give them a hand um obviously to help them save face you know if he's you know trying to set something up and it's not going quite right and it's just you know they'll end up getting the ump and getting pissed off with it with the situation and at least you're there you say look mate you know it's that you know bosh 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 there you go job done let's crack on um that, that's always handy a team you know what i mean if you're if you're a, if you're like a single skirt <laughs> with a stick sorry wayne just says with a stick what's that <laughs> Oh, in, uh, introduce yeah, them to how would, you, how would you beat? How would you uh, break a team of regular skirmishers into a full Milsim game with oh, a yeah. stick? Fresh meat, eh, Wayne? Fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sorry, I'm just going to explain that story because that's hilarious. Um, basically, we're we're doing a little private game um, coming up, just as a just basically sort of just hanging out with a few new people and getting to know them. Um, but uh, Wayne, so Lance invited his mate on, who turns out is a uh, uh, current serving. We'll do the soldier. backstory first. Yeah, so well, Wayne, good. Wayne just basically went, "Oh, great, fresh meat!" Like, like. <laughs> so Wayne opened his mouth and said, "Oh, fresh meat!" When I said my mate Aaron's coming from work. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was like, "Oh, great, fresh meat!" But little did they know that this guy I know he's actually a, a serving, serving soldier. 
He's uh, going to come down and do a bit of training with us, you know, rip into us, take the piss out of us, tell us how terrible we all are, and uh, <laughs> show us relatively correctly how to do it properly. Um, and obviously, Wayne was uh, none the wiser to this, so he was all, yeah, oh, yeah look, fresh meat, fresh meat. <laughs> So I got a five message from my pal saying he's the first one to get fucking shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I gotta tell him I can't keep it quiet any longer. <laughs> so that should be good. Another little side, a bit of training there, which would be nice. Which I've been desperate to do for however many years we've been running four years now. I'm fucked. <laughs> oh, you'll be all right, mate. You'll be all right. I'm sure. Probably. Uh... Andy said, um, so this is obviously still following on from the question. Uh, Andy said, if we jumped straight on uh, a 24 hour event and then killed half of us, definitely do a, a few battles in verse. Yeah, I mean, I think to be honest with you, it just kind of gives you a bit of an introduction into this difference in gameplay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, most, it's, it's, I would say it's, most it's the teams, it is the fatigue side of things as well, Mike. And it is a lot of people mm. aren't you? I mean, I'm quite used to the sleep patterns and that because of I work nights, I've been on nights for 10 years now. Where I work for London Underground as a contractor, you know what I mean? I work um, stupid hours. And it's like tonight, for example, I probably won't go to bed till three, four o'clock tomorrow morning because my body is so used to being up at this time of night. This is my mid-afternoon now. Do you know what I mean? So um, that side of it, it, you know, I'm usually the last to go to bed at a meal sim event. Or the other, you know, for if, when the lads get the, the downtime and that, I'm usually still up, creeping about in the dark, making sure everyone's all right. Giving Mike a little rock. You're okay, Mike. It is nice. It's, it's quite relaxing. Only um, me. Little finger yeah. under the hammock. I've got weird quick. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of in terms of battle sims and stuff like that, I mean, you can do. I think some events do Milsim lights. Uh, Marcus said uh, Octo games are really good. Yeah, I highly recommend those for sort of kind of trying to ease into it. Um, yeah, the Octo, I mean, that especially being with the break in the middle, that's perfect. Really good social. Yeah. That is the social side. It's a good gameplay during the day. You get that downtime and evening for the social side of it. Um, and especially if you're, uh, I mean, I, you, I reckon you could quite easily go from skirmish to do that um, if you wanted to bypass a battle sim. I, def I definitely consider an Octo event, yeah, for, mm. purely because you, you get that break in the evening. You can have a chat with the lads, this, that, and the other. How are you finding it? Blah, 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 blah. Things you might want to do better next time. And then obviously it's fresh day the next day. I mean, you can get your head down for a few hours and then it's um, you know, it's all start fresh after that. So that's a that's a good shout, really good shout. The Octo events, guys, yeah, really good. I mean, that being said, even like the Legion events, um, you know, where where you're not having to necessarily camp out in the woods, um, you know, on, on some of the events, you're obviously staying in like bunk houses or or the like like that, you know. It, it's Absolutely. not quite as intense as it initially could be, uh, or like it could be perceived as. Um so yeah mm. cool um well we'll just if anyone else has any other questions just ping them in the chat um we can quickly cover those uh one thing i did want to just cover is we actually have mike from legion uh on the episode next week um so he's going to be here uh, that'd be cool so i'm going to be putting a few posts uh on facebook and instagram so if anyone has any questions and feel free to just throw them at us um and then i can sort of pile those up in advance uh i mean obviously we'll, we'll be live as well um, but you're more likely to get your questions asked early on if you if you send them in advance. The um, big man himself. Yeah. Absolute gentleman. Uh, obviously, don't forget the um, Milsim in a bag. Uh, so feel free to, any if you've got anybody that you want to nominate, um, you can do so on yeah, our email. Yeah, please get in touch, guys. Please get in touch with us. Um, and obviously, spread it far and wide as well. 
yeah, I was just going to say, similarly, we've obviously got posts on Facebook and Instagram. If anyone, you know, if, if you would like to share that in a, in a sort of a private group or something like that in, in your teams, then please feel free to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will just cover the books quickly as well. So this tactical manual for small unit tactics is by Max Velocity Tactical. Uh, and their website is apparently www.maxvelocitytactical.com. Um, I think okay. I actually got this off of Amazon, though. So um, this this is not a sponsored thing, by the way. This is just I I bought this book and I actually quite enjoy it. So oh bugger, I left it downstairs. I've got a little I bought a little book. It's a it's a soldier's pocket book, hand handbook. It's got like all um all your drills and things like that, and field craft and all that. It's a very small. It's probably half a size. It's probably about iPhone sort of size, I reckon. Maybe slightly smaller than that. That's a, like a wicked little book. It's got all the details in here, field craft, cam cream, um, section attacks, all bits and bobs like that. And that's, all, that, that's, a, that's a good little um, handy little um, book. And it's a little, like I said, it's pocket size, so it's a nice little reference guide for you if you if you want to if you're that way inclined. You want to go down, you know, get right into the tactics and how it all works and bits and bobs. That's what I've had um, good references out of that. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's called. Well, the, I'll, I'll put a picture of it up on our on our Facebook so you guys can see. Yeah. You know, I found that quite useful. Yeah, I mean this thing. I mean. Uh, you know, the reason I got the books is just because I'm I'm interested in it, and I don't have someone that I can just go and ask a load of questions. Sorry, my internet went. Um, so yeah, and the, the other book uh, is the Contact uh, by also Max Velocity, as it turns out. I didn't realise that. Yeah, <laughs> big fan of his. Apparently, it? massive sponsor of Max Velocity this week. So there you go. <laughs> Great success. <laughs> Uh, a question from Gaz. Uh, Lance, you got any more pouches in the making? Yeah, I have, actually, funny enough. Yeah, you have to stay tuned for that, because I've got some new mags for me, new DMR build. So I'm having some pouches. I'm having, I'm having a, a three single um, PMAG type size, the 20 round, like the old school M16 mags, Gaz. I'm having a three single mag pouches made for them. Um, actually, I think I could have showed you that, actually. Next time, I'll put a picture up of it. Uh, have how to shorten down the Molly Molly mag pouch. I've got a little method, and it actually does work well. But I want to get the proper ones made up. So, little future video, little, little how to. So yes, I am. I am having some pouches made, guys. Yes, thanks for Andy says, highlighting yeah, that to he everyone. Probably is because he's still waiting for his, and then uh, yeah. So he told you. <laughs> <laughs> Sod. <laughs> uh, Michael also tells you how to judge this. Yeah, so that's that's my plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of learning on that one. Mm. So I'll um I might I might investigate that book as well. Um, I'm actually having some stuff made. Uh, I haven't sent it off to Mission Tailors yet. I'm just finishing off my designs. Um, but I'm, um, yeah. You know, actually, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to keep it a surprise and Ooh. tell you about it once it's made. Oh, yeah. it's and, not a sorry, pouch. Yeah. Um, we we pouch. did have um, um, me, me and Mike. Well, luckily enough, we did have a little uh, video call conference with mm. Mission Tailors uh, during last week, and um, he is kindly uh, making a custom um, item. For the giveaway as well so there's going to be something in there included from mission tailors which we're very very grateful for and we thank him for his time and his efforts on um on, on dealing with it all so yeah they're very good but mission tailors thank you very much mate you are much appreciated yeah. cool well i think that's pretty much the end of the episode this week uh join us next week where we'll have mike from legion events um again if you've got any questions then please email us at nofo come on at hotmail.com uh, you can Instagram us uh, at November underscore Foxtrot underscore Nofo. Facebook is at November Foxtrot Nofo, and YouTube is November Foxtrot. Um, so yeah, if you want to get in touch, then please do that. That'd be great. Sorry, I'm just really happy that I got through that. I set all these <laughs> social media things up as well. It's you just, did it. So many... It's all on you, mate. I know because they're too similar, but yet very different. Um, 
Yeah, and leave on the uh, on the message that Andy Bob says Mission Taters is the place to go. Another great tip from you guys. Good yeah, man. There you yep. go. Yep. It's a cool. flourishing business right. there, mate. So yeah, keep him this keep this get him uh, a lot of work his way, guys. You know, he's a he's, he, the, the stuff he produces is is outstanding. The kit, you know, the quality is really, really good. So yeah. Anything you want made customized or any kit that you've got that you want stuff added to, I'm sure that he can sort of accommodate you. So get in touch, send him an email, and um, yeah, I'm sure he can arrange something. And lastly, Lance, do you have a pouch for the vape? No, I don't. Do you know what? I bought one once. I bought a silicon cover for it, but it started going really horrible, so I've, I've given up on that. But I, it, this does fit in a, in a Osprey Mark IV smoke grenade pouch, so might have to whack one of them on the rig. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Right. Thanks for coming. Thanks, for ladies and gents. You. Good night. Thanks for God bless. Even. Oh, sorry. I've just started to get tired. Um, <laughs> thanks for getting involved. It's awesome. We'll see you next week. Cheers, Bye. guys. <laughs>